Hello and welcome to the Points Real podcast. Aaron, we are back once again. We have almost got the beers in the glass after we've coordinated. I can see you shining and polishing your glass ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got it. It's got to, it's got to look good. It's got to look good for the video. I can't be having a dirty glass on show, can I? There is a bit of a spot at the bottom, which I don't know where the hell I've grabbed this from. But yeah, there's a bit of a spot at the bottom I can't get rid of. But it, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, it's water spots. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll have dirty glassware mafia on his case when they see bubbles. Yeah, on the, exactly. Oh, we can't be using that dirty glass. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, we, uh, we pretty much have uh, beers ready to go uh, because we are once again recording virtually, but we are joined by a guest now anyone who's listened to the show for a long period of time will remember this guest um last appearing in september 2020 so it's been a, a fair while since we last spoke but elliot aka crafty carrington welcome back to the point to brew podcast but needless to say things have changed slightly since we uh since we last spoke haven't they mate yeah they certainly have um first of all thanks for having me back on um and yeah we, we were talking just before we start recording how long it's actually been and it's uh it's been what three well two three years, so years yeah 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 so uh yeah look, uh, a lot of things have been going on um and yeah so i'm excited to come back and uh you know share my journey and share a few beers and uh yeah um you know crack on have a chat and a beer there's nothing better no this, this exactly. is what it's all about mate this is what it's all about and it's quite it's quite good that we we've got you back and we'll come on to uh to what has has changed which is pretty much uh the, the reason why we're recording but for just briefly for the benefit of uh, of people that might not have listened to the previous show which i highly recommend going back and listening to that show after you've listened to this one but Elliot, before we took into the the here and now mm-hmm. what was what what's your journey been from the you know from where you were brewing before to more come on to now yeah, sure. Um, so I, I listened back to the old pod today, uh, and it was quite excruciating. I'm sure you you guys understand that. <laughs> Listening back to your own voice is yeah, so yeah. so cringy. I I actually hated it, but I got through it just so I could, you know, know what I discussed and the time frame. Um, but basically, um, Crafty Carrington is my alias. Uh, it was a lockdown hobby. I uh, started the page as almost like a beer reviewer, and then my friends um, encouraged me to uh, give brewing a shot. And um, three years later, um, after lots of home brewing, um, well, actually two years later after the last pod, um, after lots of home brewing, um, and uh, you know, good beer, a few failed beers, uh, I then <laughs> um, I then um, sat the uh, general certificate in brewing exam, and then I got a job in the brewing industry um, a little bit over a year ago now, and uh, since then I've been a brewer at two different breweries. Um, and that's basically so I've gone from being a home brewer to now doing it professionally it always sounds weird um, <laughs> saying professionally because that you know that usually implies that you're good at what you do you know <laughs> what you're doing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you guys with the with the beers you've got there you uh, you better tell me whether it's uh, all right or amateur or pro um, but yeah that's my story so it's a lockdown hobby home brewer turned professional in the space of you know two to three years basically awesome man it's, it's almost like you've you've done the full journey you've you've gone full circle haven't you you know it's great to see yeah. that obviously there's a lot of home brewers out there that, that do it as a a little side hustle and a little project but to be able to turn mm. it into a uh a full-time like you say for, uh, we'll, we'll go full-time maybe not professionally you know to, to yeah stay, that's, <laughs> as a, as a, that's better for the ego that is yeah yeah it keeps, <laughs> it keeps you in check it keeps you in check but yeah we'll we'll say full-time but yeah you are uh 
you are now full time with uh, with Powder Monkey, which you have uh, kindly sent us some some cans up. So we have coordinated uh, an assault, so to speak, on uh, on what beers to try. And between us, respectively, we'll try three three different beers. Um, so I'm Absolutely. going to uh, start by tucking into the Vienna Pale, and Aaron, I think you're going to go for the uh, the Pitmaster, the Rye IPA. I am. You? Yes, this one here. Yeah, lovely. lovely stuff. So it's, uh, brilliant. Yeah, I've just uh, tucked into Drop Anchor, which is conveniently what I brewed today. Um, it was a painless uh, brew day, a good runoff, so I wasn't late for the podcast. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's our best-selling beer um, out of our core range, and yeah, it's a Vienna Pale. Uh, it's got a slight haze to it, um, but chalk full of um, you know, it's got a nice soft uh, mouthfeel. And also just chalk full of uh, citra and what else? I should know off the top of my head, but I do have notes. Um, we we're have, yeah. You now. We're testing your ear, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's citra and Zaka in the whirlpool. And then uh, Nelson Sylvan in the whirlpool. Uh, sorry, Nelson Sylvan in the whirlpool. At the dry hop, it's citra and Zaka. And then for a, uh, for a brittering edition of the boil, it's standard Simcoe. Um, yeah, so that's. It's an easy drinking pale, so to speak. Nice, man. Sounds good. Well, and it's yeah. sorry to uh, sort of jump in with the Vienna. What sort of are you, are you just are you just going for Vienna as like a base malt, or are you mixing that with you know you know Marisotta, Bestale, Golden Promise, or something like that? Yeah. So uh, Bestale is is our, predominantly our base malt for most of our beers. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because it has. Um, Unless we're going for a really bright style or New England IPA, we'll use extra pale. Um, yep. But with um, most of our beers, we go best ale just for a little bit more of colour. Mm-hmm. It's around about three to five EBC, and and then we blend in um, a you know a decent amount of Vienna, but the base yeah, yeah. is still um, best ale. And then yeah. uh, Vienna, I think it's probably about seven. I think it's seven bags of it um, compared right. to. You know, so it's it's a good whack. Probably about thirty percent of the grain bill is Vienna. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. And and correct me if I'm wrong. Would Vienna that sort of malt? Would you would you use that more in like a Vienna like lager style beer then, as opposed to a pale? Generally speaking. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, just as a just as a preface before all of this, uh, most of these recipes I. You know, I've inherited, or they were a product of our head brewer. So I can't. I just want to say right now, hi Mark. Uh, he's he's the he's the uh, mass. He's the masters. Uh, he has masters in biochemistry. He is uh, my mentor essentially, and he's responsible for you know all of these sort of beers. So I hope I do justice when I talk about them. I'm not going to take all the credit for it because he's the he's the mastermind. He's not um, here to argue, mate. So just yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah I, I could do, it. but. You know, I you know got to keep the ego in check. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, but as you say quite rightly, Steve, um, Vienna uh, malt is typically um, used in you know Vienna lagers. Um, that's what they what they're usually used for. Um, mm. They can also because it's a, a slightly higher kiln malt, it can lend a bit more of that you know depth and color and biscuity notes. Mm-hmm. A little bit a little bit heavier on the biscuit than say uh, Marisotta that Aaron just yeah. mentioned. So it's almost. Um, you're trying to layer a little bit of biscuity, a little bit of sweetness in there without going too overboard into the crystal territory, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a very sort of... Um, but it was, it, before I joined Powder Monkey, it wasn't a a, uh, a sub-style I was, you know, familiar with, um, but it's um, very unique. So it's a Vienna Pale Ale, just gives it a bit more colour, a bit more biscuity 
notes in there. I was going to say, looking at it, it's a very, very gorgeous orangey colour, which the lights mm. helping mm. behind me there. It's a lovely, yeah, gorgeous orangey ambery colour. And I think that's one of the things that struck me when uh, when we got chatting about you coming on the show again, Elliot, is that the, I mean, the range that we've got here, um, just the three tonight, is mm. a range that you wouldn't necessarily see a lot of other breweries doing, which is quite nice. And I think that's something that probably are the same as well, is that I'm looking more towards now is rather than just going for the synonymous juicy pale, juicy IPA and everything cloudy and hazy, which is fantastic and, and God love it. But I want to go back to exploring different styles, you know, like a, a red mm. IPA, like which we did our red beer for on West Coast and just slight different tweaks on, on pales and IPAs and going something a little bit different rather than just jumping on the bandwagon because it's nice to... Mm-hmm expand the repertoire and like you say that when you yeah. first joined you know that Vienna Pale Ale is not necessarily something that you were overly familiar with when you first joined but mm-hmm. by doing these as a brewer and drinking them as a punter you learn more about beer than just drinking what 80 to 90 yeah. percent of what the market probably is at present absolutely um and at, at Powder Monkey so um mine and Mark's sort of uh ideology behind beer is and it goes on to your previous podcast that i listened to it's about sessionability sessionability um you know drinkability um and so most of our beers in the core range um you won't you're not really going to see any else like out there eight percent even though we do have one in tank now as a collaboration but it's all about um just easy drinking beers uh, mm-hmm. rather than having all this extravagance that's out there now. Obviously, there's a place for it. I absolutely love cracking into all these new different beers, you know, with these pastry sours, pastry stouts, you know, as we discussed earlier, um, Aaron brewing with, um, you know, crickets and Amazonian <laughs> leaves. And that's what <laughs> so, so there's a place for it. But um, uh, me and Mark, um, as the brew team there, we um, we have a big emphasis on um, sessionability. And uh, yeah, that's what most of our beers are. Having said that, we also have a quite a wide range. So um, we also have a lot. Well, with, with the box that you got, we've um, we've got a, uh, a Munich Heller's Lager, which mm-hmm. is our our only lager. Um, and uh, then we have Bubbleheads, which is a brute IPA, which is a style that's kind of gone a bit, you know, you know, quiet as of late so we you know we branch out and try and you know um brew beers which might not necessarily be as popular now and try and do right by them and you know reintroduce them back into the uh into the um you know the craft world around our sort of area which is you know Portsmouth Gosport sort of area yeah it's a nice idea because I think like like you know like Steve was saying that you know you get the Double, you know, double dry up pale or your New England pale or your New England style sort of thing. That like, here's mm-hmm. the juice bombs that, you know, yes, they are lovely. They are brilliant to drink. And I wouldn't say they're a safe bet, but you always mm-hmm. sort of know what you're going to be getting. Um, so walk into a bar, you're not exactly quite sure or, or, or a bottle shop or, you know, can shop or whatever you want to call them. And you've got mm-hmm. these millions of different colors going on, you know, what, what what's going on? A million styles. It's just, yeah. it's sometimes easier, especially if, even a rush or something to so just to grab, oh, I'll just grab that. It's nice and easy. But I think that's something that definitely that I've started since probably starting um, the show with Steve is actually getting back to enjoying different styles. So it's nice to know that someone yeah. out there is taking the time to say, you know what, 
brought IPA, you know, I've not seen that for ages. You know, yeah. just mentioning that, then I was like, I really want to try one now. Yeah. So you know, I, was like, I want, I want one again because I've not had one for ages. Because you get yeah. stuck on, uh, you get stuck on a certain, you know, wave, and you just want to ride it and ride it and ride it because you're enjoying it. But you know, there's a lot of lots of other waves out there that are just as good. So yeah, Absolutely. no, I've definitely took it into the uh, into the brook after this. If we'll we'll see how the we'll see how the show goes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I might, I might have one. Absolutely. I mean, like the Brut IPA, I mean, I know that was a very divisive style and a lot of people wrote it off, but I, I was one of the few people that actually quite enjoyed it. I was like, mm. yeah, I, I quite like, I mean, it probably stems from um, maybe like in Bitterness and West Coast and that sort of drying mm. finish yeah. and a lot of people didn't like that, but I quite enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? I quite, mm. quite enjoyed that dryness that it provided. And again, almost again, something a little bit different, you know, and I, um, it wasn't until um, a bit of a, sort of a side note, but it wasn't until I did this in Austell Brewery mm-hmm. when I was there the other year, their big job, that is secondary fermented on champagne yeast. They don't necessarily yeah. advertise it as a as such, right. call it a brut IPA, but that's mm-hmm. how they beef up the ABV and it's it's conditioned mm-hmm. secondary fermented on champagne yeast. So it clearly has been a thing for, you know, a, a while yeah. and used by bigger breweries, but I, I quite enjoyed it. But I, I had one or saw one recently I can't remember where it was from now, but I was kind of thinking in my head, as like, oh, that'd be quite nice if they came back again. Because I think it just came and went far too quickly to actually even be considered as a as a style, you know, because yeah. as these things go with people, just, ah, no, it's not it's not a juicy pale or an easy pale. Or, you know, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not that that I had before. Yeah. And just write it off and get rid of it. But no, it, it's good that you, you are doing that. And this, I mean, this Vienna Pale, it, it's lovely. You know, you definitely get that. Thank you. That extra character, like you say, from the malts, the sort of the biscuity, bready, um, that that dry finish, which again we enjoy because it makes you keep wanting to revisit and go back. And mm. it's not again as much as we love the the juicy fruity numbers. It's not just an all out assault of the fruit. Yeah. You know, there's more complexity to it than that. And like like Aaron says, you know, it's it's not that it's a safe bet, and it's not that brewing a a juice bomb's easy because yeah. obviously that there is there is there are risks and trials and tribulations of brewing an outright juice bomb because you have to get mm. it right you can't just literally bang a load yeah. of hops in and hope for the best but yeah. in a lot of them that's all you're getting you know that that's all you get and that you get that distinct journey through the beer and that that's what's quite nice about that and yeah it, it's it's really mm. it's, re- it's really nice and drinkable with, with the path of with the path of uh powder monkey so we're, we're quite a, a new brewery we've been um we're established um, just in in the height of lockdown, brewery was built out of the old gunpowder store down in Gosport's pretty hard. So we've got um, a huge links to the navy. Um, but anyway, so our our sort of idea was create a core range of beers which are well executed. And now you know we're still a young brewery. We we'd start to do um, collaborations and get out of our wheelhouse a little bit. We mm. recently did a. Um, just before I sent the beers up, you just missed our first sour that we did, which is a rhubarb and hibiscus sour. Oh, wow. and we did that. Mm. We did that. We did that as a collaboration with a uh, Michelin star winning chef called Ruth Hansom, and um, that's gone down a, a storm. Um, obviously, you know, probably lucky uh, first time luck. And uh, mm. we've also done a double IPA with Tappet Bruco uh, with uh, Don Acker from over there. I probably killed his name because he's Irish, and I can't. <laughs> you know, 
I can't pronounce names properly. Um, but Don, but anyway, he's Don. He's the Brew Don in Instagram, and he's a seasoned veteran um, in brewing as well. So we sort of lent his sort of skill set of you know doing these. You know, it's basically a double IPA, which is a huge hop bomb. It's full of like nectaron. We've used Spectrum in the dry hop as well, and it's nice. the the theoretical. Well, we use the um, Spectrum products to bump up the theoretical grams per liter because if we put you know thirty um, kilograms of dry hop in it's going to affect the yield mm-hmm. so theoretical grams mm-hmm. per liter is like we're talking up, up to the high 30s 40s so it's like really out of mind and mark's wheelhouse um but now we're doing collaborations and sort of you know um learning from breweries in the area so the idea was get the core range solid and now we can start you know branching out and trying to do um these wackier beer styles but in moderation you know yeah 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 well, this is it, and I, I didn't, I don't think I really appreciated for a while why breweries wouldn't necessarily collaborate with one another, and, and I know that a lot of them don't sort of not collaborate out of any malice or because they don't get on. Because obviously, as we know, this craft beer world, most people get on, but yeah. a lot of them, like yourselves, there will be collaborating with breweries where there's a point to it, whereas you can mm-hmm. learn something from them and get something out of it. And even though you guys have been going for you know, a, a short period of time that yeah. they can probably pick things up that you might do from your kit and vice versa. And even though you're, mm-hmm. you know, not in a, in a sort of offensive way, but, you know, not as experienced as them who have been doing yeah. it for longer, yeah. they could still, maybe if they've been stuck in the ways for many, many mm-hmm. years that you, oh, I've heard about this or done this. And we were speaking to Mondo recently and they were saying about yeah. the, uh, was it the, the, the no boil method, oh, yeah. wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. And things the, it's yeah. Like, that were completely news to us, and yeah, it's like even that is just something that you think you know. There's creativity and expansion within mm-hmm. these things, but you think that brewing is this designated procedure of you must do this, you must do that, and you must. Do, and, and the boil obviously being one of the de- yeah. usually mm-hmm. designated important process, and they just like, and then it's like, now nah, we don't do that. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, please, how, please I would say you're freaking out when I. <laughs> You don't yeah. boil stuff. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I proper lost it. But yeah, yeah, that was my, my reaction as well. But then um, after listening <laughs> to um, to the podcast of Mondo, I was like, you know what? You know, um, you, you don't change. You don't, and you don't grow as a brewer unless you try yeah. these new practices. And, and as a as a home brewer, I still home brew now and then when I've got the the bandwidth and uh, a time to do so. Mm. So that 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 sort of homebrew energy, I still like to try and keep alive. You know, having look mm. because you you can look, you're a bit more creative and you can look at how to do things a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, but because I've been um, a full time brewer now uh, for a year, you you tend to get a little bit regimented because you worry about you know ultimately you know your profit is. If, if any kind of infection gets in there, any yeah. off flavors can be a bad beer. You you know that that sort of real world when it becomes a profession, that real world implications that makes you worry and makes you almost stick to the sort of safe bets. But yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was a fantastic po- uh, podcast with uh, with Mondo, and uh, I really want to go and try all these beers. You know, uh, all these uh, breweries that you've had on your podcast. I'm like, bloody hell, I'm gonna have to you know <laughs> get get on a, a sort of tour around the UK and. Um, I'm going up to Beer X um, in Liverpool in a couple of days' time, so I'm looking forward to uh, trying some beers and meeting people and that. So, yeah, a tour is definitely in order. But sorry, I've got a bit. I, I get a bit distracted. I don't know where we went. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is what it's all about. No, no, no. This is what it's all about. And we, we we keep saying this. We we we'd love to do a uh, 
a tour, as it were, or at least visit, um, mm. you know, down south in London, because obviously we mm. it's uh, working in the the field that we do, obviously as as Aaron being a brewer, me in the the industry in a bottle shop and bar, it's very very challenging at times to actually get out and drink beer that's not your own or you're serving, which you you probably know yourself, really, which is not because you don't want you don't not want to because yeah. it's good beer, but sometimes it's like I, I'm the same, just you get home and it's like. Last thing I want to do is talk about beer. It's just the last thing I want to think about. Is <laughs> I, just, I just want to switch off. I just want to sit in my pants on my Xbox or PlayStation yeah. or what have you, or watch football or whatever it is, and just yeah. shut yeah. it off. I don't want to think about it. And just and it's not because you don't enjoy it. It's just like you say when you've been there all day, and yeah. when you've brewed all day as a job, the last yeah. thing that you probably want to go do is brew at home. Yeah. It's like, well, I've, no, I don't want to do it. I just want to. I just want to do something <laughs> different for a change. Just sit and enjoy it. And we yeah, we, I... um, we were going to go to BRX, but unfortunately, uh, All right. Simon, Simon's ditched you, Aaron? So he's uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Simon's, so... yeah. Simon's going over uh, to Finland, so I'm uh, I'm all on my own. So yeah, I can't. I'll settle things for Simon. Oh no, yeah, it's not like it's <laughs> joking, for ages. And... No, 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 no. It's true. It's true. It's selfish, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could have gone to have fun instead. He's having fun, and that's not fun for me. So yeah. I don't like it. He didn't consider our <laughs> podcast. How dare he? Exactly. So yeah. um, yeah. Just just on that uh, conversation point, I wanted to ask um, Aaron's uh, point of view because it was a question that I, I thought of earlier. And um, so, for example, say if we both brewed, you know, the same beer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, say then the final product, we then, uh, you know, we got both cans next to each other. Um I will. I will always vastly prefer the beer that's been produced by the other brewer because yeah. you like. Even if say it was the exact same thing, I don't know if it's like a mental thing. I always yeah. think. I always think so. Other people's beer is like better. I want. I want to be drinking other people's beer. I don't know if you have the same like sort of uh, mindset where any beer that's brewed by someone that's not you is going to be, you know, cracking. You know, like, almost. Almost, yeah, almost guaranteed to be a superior yeah. <laughs> beer. Yeah. yeah, it is. It, it's, 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 I think a lot of, I think anyone who, who creates something is, is mm. always going to be like that. And if you're not, you've sort of lost what mm. you're meant to, you know, be feeling. I think, I think sometimes, you know, you sound a bit like myself, maybe a little bit too hard on herself. But I, I, I mean, mm. Steve, when we've done the, the beers together, you know, I'm always, Nah, no, something needs to change. This needs to be better. Nah, this is rubbish. And I'm always constantly. I don't think I'm ever going to be 100% happy with it with everything. There's always mm. something that will need to be done. But I de- yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. There's always something that can be done that that, that will make it better. And mm. as yeah, exactly. You could, in fact, I'd go as far as saying that if you took my beer and put a different label on it and just didn't tell me that it was mine, <laughs> I would probably go, oh, you know what? That's really really good. That's lovely yeah. that. It's all the subconscious um, stuff, subconscious in is. your brain, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, like sort of self doubt and a little bit of like a not an inferiority complex, but there is that sort of yeah. feeling sometimes where that's you know sort of imposter syndrome to the core. Yeah, when you... yeah exactly. that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's definitely it. Yeah, 100%. that's it. Where you're yeah. just like, oh I'm no, I'm not. I'm not These good enough. Know what... or, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, this that really always what, what I'm in. supposed to be doing. Just. Yeah, no, it's not good enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you are, you you are people... your harshest critic, critic, aren't you? And as you, you always say, as you always say, yeah, you yeah, your own. Yeah, beer. definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think, I, yeah, 
it's nice to know that somebody else feels like that as well. It's not just me that poo poos everything I do. So. In some respects, though, it's it's good that you do feel that way because I suppose the flip side of that is that if you think, oh, I've done it and I've perfected it and I've nailed it, yeah. then you kind of switch off to the, well, how could I improve it? How could I be better? How could I, you know, that curiosity is almost gone then, hasn't it? That if you just rest on your yeah. oars, oh, I've smashed that and nailed it. And then next time you come to it and it don't work out, you're like, oh my God, what, what's gone wrong? Whereas if you're always constantly looking at it with a, a bit of an analytical eye, that you can always have that in your mind that, mm. well, yeah, I, I could change that and I could tweak that and, you know, do a, a boil differently or a hop additions at a different time and a slightly different, you know, malt bill and et cetera, et cetera. Then it's always, yeah. we say, it every, you know, mostly every podcast is that Russian River with Pliny the Elder, they're always constantly mm. tweaking it. And if they're yeah. not happy with leaving it, I know. Is, yeah. Well, that's that's the benchmark, isn't it? You know, there's always going to be something that you can incrementally just change over time. Yeah, that's... it's a little, it's a little bit like when you hear stories of like, you know, Ronaldo, for example. At the end of training, he'd go out and practice fifty free kicks, and he's like, yeah. "Well, why aren't everybody else doing it?" You know, so if, so you know, if Russian River are still trying to make, arguably the best beer ever, better, you know, yeah. what are we doing? You know, yeah. you know, you know, you know, you know, Russian River, Planet of the Elder, Premier League, winning treble sort of teams. You know, yeah. why is why is me Sunday League not uh, <laughs> not trying yeah. not trying to get better? Got completed <laughs> so, it, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've made one good knee, but that's it. I retire. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's interesting though. It's interesting to to know that you you feel the same, or maybe both, we're just the two brewers in the country or world that have imposter syndrome, and everyone else thinks they're fantastic. But we, we never yeah. know. It well could be. It's just nice we've met. So yeah, we, we can we can sit and cry about our beer together. It's all right. We'll just let everybody else be uh, be happy. You might uh, you might find out when you speak to more brewers next week, Ellie, and you say, "Oh my god!" Every, every, everyone's like, "Yeah, it's amazing. My beer is great." And you're just sat there, like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" Just, like... just stood in the corner. You know that meme when you when the guy stood in the in the in the corner of the party and this yeah, is like yeah. Yeah. Just looking yeah, at everyone. Yeah. Like, That's gonna be me in beer X in Liverpool in a couple of days. Just weeping slowly into your uh, into your beer, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Aaron, I suppose uh, now is as good a point as any. Um, mm-hmm. You are. Tucking into uh, the pitmaster and probably a, mm. a good way through it now. What's uh, what's I the am. verdict? It's very, very, very good. It's very, it's very layered. Um, where you sort the initial taste you get from it is that sort of that's that sweetness, you know, from from the rye, and um, afterwards you do get that like quite it's sort of like a sweet bitterness. So mm. it it really sits back. Um, for quite some time but then you get that sort of like it's uh sort of like a trying to think i it it's like quite treacly afterwards so it's like a quite a it's quite a soft sweetness you get that bitterness but then like a really trying to think of what it what it reminds me of it reminds me of something like um okay um it's a dessert. I can't remember what the name of the dessert is, but it's treacle, got treacle pudding. It's very stick, stick, sort of sticky. Yeah, like a sticky. yeah, like a sticky toffee pudding sort of, sort of, sort of thing. Reminds me of that um, with uh, like a little bit of sort of like raisin as well in there. Mm-hmm. I picked yeah. that up. Um, so it's got like like dark like 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 dark fruit, nice nice bitterness uh, at a good level, but very very very, very sweet. As well, so it's just a really well layered beer, and it looks—I think it looks really, really nice. I mean, some people, you know, oh, it's hazy, yada yada, and all that sort of stuff. But 
It's not no problem here. Absolutely love haze. Did that like nice deep amber haze. Looks looks incredible. So yeah, and it's really like it, that. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate it. And also that sort of color also translates to the head as well. The the the, the head yeah. has a little bit of a sort of browning hue. So you, that's when you can see that sort of stickiness. So you guys, are the experts on West Coast IPAs, when when you can taste that crystal in there, you can see that crystal in there because the head is like changes into that like like a lighter. Yeah. That, that sort of brown sticky hue comes on there but um with pitmaster it's um so we've got two beers that we brew in collaboration with barbecue magazine so we've got mm-hmm. this is our eye ipa which is designed um for food pairing with you know your stickier meats you know you like your steak your your barbecue ribs that sort of stuff and then we've got a sizzler which is a new zealand pale uh, which sadly wasn't in your box but the next box i'll send it up for you and that's um that's more uh to be uh consumed with you know lighter meats you know you you chicken and your fish sort of thing so it's um with that in mind um when we designed it or should i say when mark designed it um we were looking at um you know having that sort of sweetness to you know pair with you know the sweetness of barbecued meat and you know mm-hmm. that sort of gaminess mm-hmm. of a steak uh, but the the malt is layered you're very very correct it's best ale is still uh comprises most of the malt bill believe it or not then rye comes in as a close second and then torrified wheat for you know the head retention and then yep. there's a little bit of crystal 150 in there as well um just to give it that sort of you know a bit more you know stickiness that sort of sugariness and as for hops um it's featuring um you know all new zealand hops so you so we're using nelson in the whirlpool and then we're dry hopping with Equinot and Mochaker, I think. So, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of the layers there. Um, but I'm really, I'm glad that you enjoy it. And it's, um, it won, um, what did it win? Silver and Seba of last it year. It did. Yes, um, I can see re- that on the uh, label. Re- regional, mm-hmm. regional, by the way. Before I, you know, start getting too oh, cocky. No, no, no. Any award, any award, shout about it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, you know, regional, national, whatever. It's like. It's been yeah. recognised, you know what I mean, and exactly, um, you know, and absolutely anything to be recognised is great, and especially for a small outfit like you say that's not been yeah. established very long or operated very long, and for yourself to be involved with brewing uh, an award-winning beer, especially, it's it must yeah, be fantastic. It's, it's re- yeah, it, it does. It does feel really cool, um, just to be, you know, um, just involved in brewing on the on the bar of a powder monkey. Um, my dog has just walked into my uh, into oh, oh there we go. She was, she was missing me. I don't know if you can see her. A dog um, cast. There maybe. we go. Yeah. Oh, there we are. Um, yeah. I love, love dogs. Um, yeah. Happy to get dogs to get involved, wait. mate. Yeah. Come up here, girl. Yeah, to say hello to the pod. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, hello. Look at that. Oh. oh, she's fantastic. Look at she's that. A, and she's coming to the brewery with me today, actually. So she's oh. a brewery dog. Everyone needs oh. a brewery dog. Aaron, Aaron, up your game. You need a brewery dog. Come on. Man. I know. What are you doing? Oh, you go, girl. Come on. Oh, there you go. That. That's the, I think that's the first dog on the pot. No, I, uh, that's come on camera. I think we had yeah, yeah. we had a slight uh, dog interlude for um, Forest Road. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't think uh, don't think the dog actually made it on camera. So I think that's uh, the first. No. I think that's the first dog on camera. I think so. There you that's, go. That's the de- debut dog on camera. Thanks yeah. to Ginny. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we well, go. I, 
So I, I'm, I'm all fussed now. I forgot where we got to. Yeah. Uh, but oh, 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 hang on. Oh, so yeah, it's it's really cool that I get to you know brew these you know award winning beers and um, see when you're drinking Drop Anchor, the Vienna Pale, that one bronze this year, and then Explosion, the West Coast, which we'll get onto, I'm sure, that one gold last year, one silver this year. So we're, we're doing all right for uh, you know a, a doing young very brewery. very good. Um, I was and... say more than all right. I think yeah. all right is very. <laughs> Very humble and downplaying it a little, but you know that's yeah. That, you do very well, mate. Yeah, yeah, to be getting recognised. So, yeah. well, so we're, well we're both both brewers. Um, both me and Mark are just you know obsessors. We absolutely love beer. We get on like a house on fire, and we just yeah, ultimately love a beer and you know attention to detail. That's that's what we do it for. So, yeah, good. yeah, we love it. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Just get in and get the job done. Crank it out. Make some good beer. Have a good laugh while you're doing it. It's that's what it's about, <laughs> Absolutely. isn't it? So, yeah, happy days, happy days. So, something that I wanted to um, pick up on, Elliot, which I uh, I was when I was doing a brief bit of research um, for the pod, mm-hmm. and then bizarrely, by circumstance, got a retweet from uh, Steve Thompson. Now, for anyone who is unfamiliar with rugby union, which I'm not au fait, but Steve Thompson was part of the uh, the winning the World Cup winning squad, uh, England squad. In he was, yeah, he wasn't he. Um, how how was that? come about that he is is he the director and brand is he director and brand ambassador for uh, powder monkey how yeah how did that come around so so steve <laughs> so we've got we've got several directors and steve's one of them and he's also the uh the face of powder monkey uh more specifically our um hop and hooker range which are, are more we've got two more traditional beers which is hop and hooker amber and hop and hooker pale ale and basically powder monkey wouldn't have been created if it wasn't for those two beers so um i'm sure i'll butcher the story because mark will know better but mark was previously working for a uh, a cast brewery up in derby where um where he's from mm-hmm. and he got approached um by steve um to brew a beer well brew two beers for him uh, so he brewed it on his old kit his old cast kit um turned out to be popular and then um and then basically powder monkey um kind of sort of grew from that so yeah steve's one of um one of our, I think it's like six directors. So um, yeah, but he's the he's the face of the brand, and it's as as a rugby lover, um, it's um, it's it's cool to be you know um, ha- basically having Steve as you know the face of our company. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that that's basically why the connections there. Gonna say it's oh, weird. Well, you, don't, you don't tend to uh, find somebody that's necessarily as as quite high profile as him. That's especially mm. sport i know a lot of sport people and athletes are into beer but don't necessarily publicly uh make it yeah. uh, uh make yeah. it known just uh, i know he's obviously retired now and things but yeah it's uh it just uh when when i when i tweeted that we were doing that when i got the the beers from me and posted the picture yeah. and then he got a retweet from it was like why why on earth of all people <laughs> steve thompson retweeted that I'm like, how's he even found that and then i delved into it like, all right okay that's that's an interesting uh an interesting point but yeah it's it's great that you've got you know backing of somebody who's quite uh as high profile as steve but are you, are you still managing to uh get out and, and play a bit of rugby then in spite of uh <laughs> taking over your life <laughs> well uh to be honest with you not really um it's, it's mainly just because of you know rugby being a high risk sort of sport um mm-hmm. I'm, i still play socially for a couple social teams which mm-hmm. is the you know honey badgers and uh uh, and then we've I've got a touring side that we go you know basically it's just a jolly every year. So yeah. when I <laughs> when I when I, when I start brewing 
uh professionally full-time right um <laughs> i <laughs> i uh you know it was so full-on well originally at my first brewery it was a brew pub so they do brew day experiences so i had to work saturday essentially um and then from there um i just took the decision to do you know low impact sort of fitness mm-hmm. um i've recently got back into my martial arts as well which is great for flexibility and longevity but no i'm still an avid rugby fan um even though uh england got absolutely pumped at the weekend we won't talk about that um but no um we won't talk about that uh but yeah so i absolutely love rugby but um I mean, before before I found brewing, rugby was a huge part of my life. I'd be training two times a week, playing once a week, three mm-hmm. that's three days of, of my week, which was my sort of passion, um, which, you know, um, was fantastic and I made lots of great friends as I still have lots of, you know, fantastic friends. It's still a, a small part of my life now, but, you know, um, brewing is my, you know, full part of my life. But yeah, I do miss it, but I still get to scratch that itch every now and then when we go on a social tours where you know the quality of rugby is um not so good but the quality of the beer drinking is so yeah. so yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah it's yeah i think you get to a certain age oh wait it's like because i did the same i played cricket when i was younger for for many years yeah. and i was saying again train one one day a week play twice a week sometimes yeah. thursday and saturday and maybe even sunday so up to three times a week and then i had two seasons back to back where i got injured and i'm just like I can't not work. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it gets to that mm. point where it's like, if you, especially if you're injury prone, like I was, I broke my thumb one season, broke my finger the next season. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Do you know what I mean? And it, you know, you think cricket's a gentle, compared to rugby, especially, yeah. but when you're getting a, a, a rock hard ball pummeled at you at about 80 <laughs> mile an hour and you've got no choice, but to get yourself in way, it's like, yeah, have uh <laughs> like I say, I play I play five sides socially yeah. on a Tuesday night now, and that's that's my that's my get out, that's my uh, that's my uh, exercise and my uh, yeah. stress relief for a week. Now I'd I'd love to go back and play it, but I just I know for well what would happen if I did. You know what I mean? I know mm. first time we go back, I I just do it again, and it's just like no, I can't, I can't do it. Well, ultimately, ultimately, it gets to a stage where yeah, you're enjoying it, but if you're not getting paid for it, then if you get if you end up getting nobbled and it affects your you know your way to earn a crust, then mm-hmm. that, that's the sobering reality of life, you know. Unless you're the the top one percent, then it's not worth getting injured over. But no, um, exactly. you can always still be you always can always you can always be a a very you know passionate fan and and play recreationally and socially, which is what I do now. Um, yeah, there's a place for it, but. But not, yes. not especially the when, in my life. No, especially when you're brewing. When it's like, well, if you break a limb or injure yourself, it's like, well, you, you need everything. <laughs> Touch don't wood. You? Touch exactly. wood. <laughs> don't put that evil on me. No, no. Everything, <laughs> everything, everything crossed, like you say. But uh, but no, yeah. arms, legs, back, everything. You, you need to be pretty mobile, don't you? It's not like, oh, I'll, I'll get by. It'll be fine. It's like up ladders, yeah. bending over at height and just in and out of mash tons or what have you. It's like, you can't, you can't run yeah. that risk, can you? So no, it's... Uh, no, it's it's right that you do it, mate. But yeah, it's it's good that you've got that almost you merging the two passions though, isn't it? That you've got that mm-hmm. you've got that passion of beer now, but you've still got the passion of rugby and you can merge the two with with Steve being on board. So that's excellent. But we've um yeah. we've come on to the um the uh, the other award winning beer, the uh, the gold winning explosion IPA, which <laughs> um as you say, we, we, we like to think ourselves as a uh, 
as a, a bit of a or the pair of us a bit of a an expert experts on West Coast IPA, which we we mm-hmm. love. Yeah, we love the West Coast, which again. You've you've obviously got is it the um, the monkey's charge again that you've done the which is the, the pale ale but again the West Coast yeah. IPA which is a, a lesser spotted style in our beloved craft beer world which is criminal that you don't see uh, mm-hmm. many West Coast IPAs out there but uh, but I mean just looking at the um, looking at the color of that it's yeah yeah <laughs> it's you know the, a, a classic looking West Coast IPA that isn't it that sort of coppery deep ready browny color and, uh, and what you were saying earlier about the the rye ipa the head on that has got that off white yeah, you know, yeah almost a bit of a brown tinge um tinge to it so do you want to talk us through uh the explosion ipa in terms of its its creation and its uh, its genetic makeup as it were absolutely so it's um it's unpo- it's unapologetic it's uh I mean, start off with the water chemistry. Obviously, that's the largest part of water, uh, of, of a beer recipe. Uh, we um, at Powder Monkey, we, we believe in pushing the envelope um, as as far as far as it comes to water profile. Um, unless you're doing something really balanced, like a lager, like our or like our Munich Hell is. Um, if we're doing something soft, we're going to push that chloride up. We're going to push it to you know four to one ratios, um, and and that goes to on the other side of you uh, with. Uh, explosion it's a four four to one ratio on the sulfate heavy and we believe that's important to really lean into into the into the style especially such a style where you want that punchy bitterness um so as for the malt body the reason it's got that sort of lovely um sort of ruby hue is that uh we've layered it with uh caramel and crystal 150 so 150 mm-hmm. similar to um to the uh, barbecue rye um, Pitmaster, but yes, yeah, so we've laid it up with best ale as our fermentable uh, caramel um, for a little bit of colour, a little bit more sweetness. Uh, Terrified wheat in there just for head retention, and then also the crystal one hundred and fifty bringing in um, similar to um, what Aaron tasted was that sort of sweet, that sweetness, that um, you know sugariness that we mm-hmm. expect from from West Coast. Um, as for hopping, it's actually our most hopped beer. Even though we've got a Monkey's Charge, which are double dry hops IPA, um, this uh, explosion still takes the cake on that one, and it's got—I uh, wouldn't be able to tell you what the grams per liter are, but it's it's the largest out of all of them, even including our hazy beers. Um, so it has a punch, really punchy bitterness, um, and we're using the classic C's um, Centennial. I've it down here. Um, but you know, Centennial, Columbus, Cascade, Chinook, and we layer them as appropriate based on alpha acids, cohumulone levels. I could go into all the nitty gritty as to why we choose little things, but um, here and there. But it's basically just um, layering these classic C hot flavors throughout the hot, hot side through to the cold side. And um, yeah, it's got a punchy bitterness to it, but also an element of you know that grapefruit um and you know citrus in there so it's uh it's a beer that is um uh yeah we're really proud of it and we're incredibly proud that we won two awards for it so yeah it's uh it's great and also you know hats off to to mark again for creating <laughs> an incredible recipe um but yeah it's 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 always a, a pleasure to brew oh well it's a pleasure to brew any of the beers um but not the ones with lots of adjuncts in there because then you know, you get you get stuck with an awful, awful runoff, and you're there for twelve hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we did a, I, I digress, but we did a, um, 
we did the double IPA we did with Don at Tappet. Um, you know, three brewers together. You'd you'd think that we'd remember to put the rice holes in. We didn't. It meant that the runoff um, ended up taking best part of ten hours. Um, and yeah, because you know you would have thought three professional or full time brewers would remember to just chuck a bit of rice holes in but we didn't and we ended up scuppering ourselves but yeah um explosion's a pleasure to brew because it hasn't really got many proteinous adjuncts in there mm-hmm. um and it's also a pleasure to brew because we know it's a an award winner so yeah i mean that, no you should be you should be proud of it mate very very good that, thank you uh, appreciate that yeah that that is really good you know and and i don't i don't say this lightly and i'd, I'd never ever sort of bigger beer up or be overly positive about a beer just because anyone's on the show but I had um, Sierra Nevada celebration fresh up IPA at the start of this year Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god that's incredible and I'd say since then that's probably the the closest thing that I've had to that you know in terms of its colour its complexity thank you its flavour it's I think I've mentioned this on the show before but that stickiness that you that you get in it mm-hmm. that is missing from so many West Coast IPAs and beers of its style that you don't get anywhere else that has got it in spades, you know, and it is yeah. just yeah. where's that gone? You know, where where has that gone? And that is just I mean, if I put a side by side of that with the the fresh hop that I had from Sarah yeah. you know, colour wise, you would color. be you would be hard pressed to probably identify which was which, and it's no wonder that that has won two awards for for its taste because that is just that's superb. You know, you're getting the again what we touched on earlier that complexity of it. You're getting that biscuity note. You're getting that caramel note. That sweetness. That stickiness. That fruitiness. And again, it, it's that false perception that people think, well, no, that can't be the most hopped beer that they do because. Obviously, you look at maybe like Monkey's Charge or Drop Anchor or something, you know what I yeah. mean? I look at that and go, well, well, it's paler, it's brighter, it's fruitier. It's like, well, yeah. because it hops off of more than that. And it's like mm. you said there is that that complexity of offering hops at different stages and different times. And obviously, Dogfish Head in America are renowned for doing this there. 60-minute IPA, the 90-minute IPA and things. And I know that um, a brewery close to us, Abbeydale, they mm-hmm. replicate that a lot. They've done... Um, similar styles to try and replicate that and one of their West Coast IPAs that did recently the double that was incredible I had a pint of it somewhere and I was like I could sit and drink pints of that all day and it was about seven or eight percent and it's like, obviously I couldn't physically drink pints of it all day <laughs> but just how gorgeous it was and and that is six percent yeah six percent yeah um you know and that that's probably you know the the minimum for me, ABV wise, mm. that I expect from yeah. West Coast IPA again, just to elevate, you know, the ABV just to elevate that stickiness, that resinous, that piney element, and things. And for me, a West Coast IPA is something to be sat and savored. You know, you're not going to necessarily mm. down down yeah. pints of it or chug it, but mm-hmm. you're going to sit there and enjoy it and unpick it for what it is. And that is just every time you go back again is just giving you something different each time, and it's just. Yeah, that is, yeah, that that is a very very, very nice beer. And like I said, I don't say it lightly to just because <laughs> you're on the show. Yeah. yeah. If if you know, I'd, I'll order some of that because that is fantastic. Bloody good. You no, know, it's just, just <laughs> it's a bloody good beer, and that that I could drink. Appreciate that. Just 
any day, every day. Just yeah, I'm having one of them. I'm having one of them. Appreciate that's blow... high praise. No, no, uh, to blow more, to blow more smoke up, uh, up your Mar- trumpet. Or, or uh, should I Mar- say marks, marks, marks? <laughs> no, mate, no, come on now, come on now, Ellie. You must, you must have had something to do with something somewhere along the line. You must have said, yeah, exactly. Should we do this? And there must be something that you've done in any of these beers that you've gone. Actually, mate, should, should we do this instead? And it must have happened. Yeah, it must have worked. Of, of course, of course. I, I you know, uh, the, you know. Um, I'm probably being trying to be a bit bit humble, but you know the the base of the recipe, these Wardman recipes were there, but by me getting brought into Powder Monkey um, and getting headhunted from Browse and Kitchen, you know I've you know um, input you know suggestions here and there, and also um, as for production, um, being the being one of the brewers on on the floor, um, nurturing the beer from you know from grain to glass, um, so yeah I. You know, I I'm proud of it, but also I think it's uh it's important to pay homage to the uh to the man that you know created the first inception of it. But yeah, I'm very proud of it. Um, and like I said earlier, it's um it's just so cool that I get to you know brew these fantastic recipes that have already won awards, and I can basically um you know hang on to the coattails of uh <laughs> some, some of these things. But no, I uh yeah, I'm very proud of it. Um, but also it's important to uh, give credit where credit's due, I guess, you know? No, it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think one of the things I get from it is, and it's something that I don't actually think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but whenever I have a, a West Coast uh, or any beer, really, but m- m- mostly uh, with a West Coast is, I call it the second swallow. So I know it's, bear with me, but it, it sounds weird. <laughs> We're not going to get into any other thing away, are we? <laughs> no, 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 no. But would you take the first sip? You almost have to swallow again. I can't quite describe it, but that bitterness, that 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 sort of like that that tiny mm. sort of bitter, sort of like a dry, um, yeah, I, I know dryness mean. in the back of the throat. It makes you swallow again, and that's when mm. you can taste it again. And I always look for that. And there's not many that do that now. Um, right, you are yeah. for me, and this one does it, and that is big. For me, uh, it's massive, mm. massive. The other thing as well is, is that don't worry about ever putting that side by side with another brewery's or your beer, because that is very, very good, my friend. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Love that. Pre- appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about that being next to any anyone else's beer. This is brilliant. <laughs> well done. Cheers. Appreciate it. it. It's it's one of them things, isn't it? It's... I suppose it's part of the beast that we've created in terms of drinking the same beer again. And I find mm. as your taste develop and times go along and it's harder to sort of be like wowed by a beer and things. And obviously I think that's part of the reason why looking backwards to older styles, different styles and things now, it's like, well, yeah, I've, I've done all that to death now. So I'm going to go back to this. And I've always enjoyed a West Coast more so than any mm. other style, but you don't see it very often. But it's very few and far between that you'd go, right, I'm going to, I'll order some of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That I, I'm I'm going to stick an order in for that because that is fantastic. Well, it's, fun, it's it's funny you mention that because at the end of the podcast, I've got a uh, I've got a discount code to give out to uh, Points of Brew listeners to order some beer. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, I'll remind you at the end. end, end of the yeah, podcast. there we go. Happy days. Sorry, sorry, listeners. We're going to order it all. That's it. I'm, I'm yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Every single can I'm having, and that's it. Um, <laughs> we get it before them, so yeah. we'll just use them all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is hard to find beer that you think, oh my god, I would, I would go back and. 
have another pint of or have another can of or whatever it might be and yeah that that is something that do you know what once once you've found it do you know if we went you know if you went to the pub or tap room and found that i'm just like <clears throat> i don't need to try anything else i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just having that i haven't seen him again you you'd know, probably yeah. end up getting a bit bladdered though on a you know it's deceptive it's deceptive Deceptingly, I can't speak, but strong. That's that's because I've that's already had it half a pint. That's of how it. It's, it's like it creeps up on you. I've had I've had nights when I've just had explosion IPA, and I mean, you know, they get fuzzy pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Just creep up on you. Um, and I think AB, I think ABV is important for West Coast because you've got so much going on. You, you need to balance out that cloying sort of sweetness to it. Um, even though it's got a crisp water profile, which, you know, that sweetness isn't coming from the water. It's coming from the crystal and the, you know, the caramel that's in there. But you need to have that booze to balance out the beer. Um, and I think, you know, it's got the bitterness there. It's got the, that sweet cloyness in there. And um, it's got that, you know, that subtle sort of booze heat in there. I feel like mm. if we push it a bit too uh, more boozy, it might overpower it. But then again, um, we've done, we've done a double IPA version of it on our pilot system um you've got my attention i think we call yeah. it <laughs> i think i think we called it gangster's piner dice or something or whatever and it was a, <laughs> it was it was a, it was a double version of it we did it on our um on our humble little pilot system and yeah that was uh that'll put some hairs in your chest and it yeah it was basically the same beer just a bit boozier but, i yeah. mean sounds good if you want to if you want to brew that again mate i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to give it a try for sure i mean yeah yeah what what could be worse than having a double strength version of that? Oh dear, you know what a shame. Yeah, yeah, it will you know, be getting things for you. Don't yeah, worry, yeah. mate. But <laughs> I it, think, it's I obviously, think, yeah, it's obviously think, why, like Pliny, for example, again coming back to that is eight point two. I think it is. You know, and that, yeah. that's eight point two percent for a reason. You know, and again, mm. just uh, but that is, you know, you don't want to throw the beer out of and uh, you know out of kilter and out of balance. But that is, that is incredibly balanced. You know what I mean? It's for. A, mm-hmm. For uh, anyone who loves a West Coast IPA, will absolutely love that beer. And I know this is just pouring over one beer, but I think it's only only right that you give praise and attention to a beer that is, you know, that is as good as that. And it is just, yeah, that that's lovely. And it's a shame. That, it is very it's lovely. It's a shame that people don't enjoy West Coast IPA more because that is just a fantastic example of the style you know well, the thing is with beer styles you know they they swing around and they come around in weird weird points you know um you know it's it will come back into like fashion at the moment it's mm. all about it's all, it's all about sours and um what's the new one it's like all english like you know an all english hopped ipa which are delicious yeah we've done one. but mm. you always see like you know we've, we've um we've we put Olicana, Harlequin, Mystic in this beer. And that's like, you know, every brewery is doing it now. And you get it because, you know, I think it's fantastic that these, these hops are great. Um, but that's like the current trend. Then you've got like mm-hmm. Cold IPA, which is also a current trend. And um, But these, uh, all these beer, all these styles will come back. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah. it's just almost like a circle. It will always come back. So I'm sure like in a year's time, we'll start seeing Brutes and West Westies, um, you know, becoming popular Fucking force. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is I remember when we saw like Harlequin and and, and Jester and uh, other uh, the sort of the, the, the newer English hops um, sort of coming out, and everyone's going yeah. mad for them. But I, I didn't mind how I thought Harlequin was was quite good. You know, it's yeah. it, you know it's good to use and things like that. Jester, I never really got to play around with. Mm. So I never got to really um, try and 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 play around with uh, with Jester. 
But when they came out, I, you saw uh, the writing was sort of on the wall. It's mm. like, oh, these hops are coming out. People are now going to start experimenting with these, and we're going to get yeah. English IPAs again and stuff. And uh, and you know, again, I haven't seen a massive amount of them. Mm. Really, I think they are. As you say, they are becoming ever more popular, and we and eventually we will see them. It, it's a bit like I always I, I call it like the the black IPA hole, where yeah. you know, sort of like black IPA came, and it was like. What is a black IPA? What, what you can't have it called? It, how can it be black and pale at the same time? And everyone's losing their mind. Yeah. And then it would gone. You know, yeah. it would a bit like you know that that Gautier, the one who sung that somebody I used to know. Oh yeah, one <laughs> hit wonder gone. It, yeah, it was that, like him. It's like it was a... he did this song. It was amazing. It's like oh, it's gone now. It was a banger, <laughs> and then you know he's probably just retired and he's happy, and you know he's gone now. Well, but is, it's like yeah, so, so, exactly the same as Black IPA. It's uh, yeah, it's just that was a very niche style. Um, and, yeah, which and again, also, we love. We love. We love yeah. a Black IPA. You know, yeah. But yeah. essentially, a black IPA in my book is is a West Coast IPA, which yeah, you know, you either cold seat some dark malts and put it in there, um, or just get some black food coloring and chuck it in the West Coast IPA. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. I wanted to brew our hip hop, which is our sort of like, if you like, yeah. flagship IPA. I wanted to do it and just get black food food coloring and bob it in, and I want allowed. They were like, oh no, 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 that's not what black IPA is. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It is it is. Who's uh, to say? Who's well, to say? And it, it, like coming back to the cold IPA thing, it's like when we did the, the the cold IPA show, it's like, well, what's cold IPA? And it depends on which side of the fence you sit. And you know, Aaron, you you did the you know a bit of research into it, and you know, Sierra Nevada, you you pulled a bit of information from there. But is it mm-hmm. is it a lager that's just fermented at a higher temperature, or is it an IPA or a pale that's fermented at a colder temperature? And is it a this and is it a that and uh, change the malt base and da 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 and I um Steve who's um who ran Beer Nouveau he um I had one a cold IPA recently and I was reading it and I was like well is it is it basically a steam beer you know they, they said it was you know it was a steam beer but treated like a cold IPA and it's like was well, a cold IPA just a steam beer then because it's again steam beer is that yeah. almost hybrid of style with laggies yeah. and things and it was like no because you know and he broke it down of what he thought a cold IPA was, which ended up making more sense because they're like, well, no, because in a cold IPA, you use more, maybe like pills and bolts and things, you know, similar to mm-hmm. um, a lager. But then I listened to, to a lager to a, base, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I listened to, Neil said, I listened to a lot of other beer podcasts, but um, mm-hmm. some more technical minded uh, beer podcasts and brewing ones, which some of the stuff that they're saying there just literally just like just sails over my head, just like literally, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know more than you let on, but it's that it's that humility, isn't it? You know, just say, yeah. just, say just say long words and big words, and say it with enough <laughs> conviction that it sounds intelligent and you know what you're talking about. That's what it's all about. My, my, uh, my, fa- my, my favorite word that I use for the brute IPA. So we don't use champagne yeast, but we use an exogenous enzyme called amyloglucocidate. Well, Richard already. I blame this. If you're listening or watching, don't drink this because it does this to you. It's amyloglucocidase, <laughs> and it yeah, it's an exogenous enzyme, and that is my favourite phrase that I use when I speak about the beer. Um, it does not make you beers. sound incredibly intelligent, doesn't it? You just have to say a few little like you know scientific things, and everyone. I do it. You mentioned at the other place you did the brew schools and things. You know, yeah. so where I am now, we still we 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 do them. Oh, cool. Uh, and yeah, I, I I just use like little hit words, 
and it sort of grabs their attention and go, oh, he actually does know what he's talking about. I don't. <laughs> half of the time, I'm just waffling on. It's lucky that I've got some sort of like bit of a gift of the gab. <laughs> I can just keep talking, yeah. and eventually something smart will come out, and yeah. then I'll just be quiet for a bit. <laughs> so let him think about what I've said. It's and then true, come though. Back and go. <laughs> it's true. Now, now, it, now, yeah. now we've told everyone that's listened to this that brewers don't actually really know what they're on about. Well, some brewers don't. We just uh, <laughs> memorize uh, long words and. Uh, um, that's and it, yeah. Basically. Just swill your glass every now and again just and make it up <laughs> that's, that's all you do. Yeah. It's all guesswork. Just make it up as you go along. Yeah, that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Make it but, till you make it. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. You're going to be on to a winner at some point. Do you know what I mean? At some point, yeah. you're going to be on to a winner. But no, that's, uh, yeah, that that's, yeah, that's a cracking beer, that explosion IPA, just coming back to it. But yeah, it's it's great that, you know, to see the journey that you've been on, Elliot, you know, to starting at, at brewing at home in the mm-hmm. garage to obviously where you were previously to now to be with Powder Monkey and, and and reaping the rewards from it, do you know what I mean? Because I said not many many people will be able to mm. to do that. You know, not many people will be able to or be a brewer. You know, and, and get that. And yeah. it's, it's great that you've been able to do that and achieve that and achieve it with a brewery that's clearly churning out some fantastic beers. And I, I suppose one of the things is that where you are in Gosport, what what what's the beer scene like down there? Because obviously it's a, a fair old distance mm. from where we are here in the uh, yeah the lofty cold yeah. heights of Yorkshire. But obviously from where you are in in Gosport, what's 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 the beer scene like down there? So um so Gosport and Portsmouth are I'd probably because they're basically two two Gosport's a town and then you've got Portsmouth which is the city on the other side of it. You got, there's basically a little ferry that you can get over, but mm-hmm. they're basically the same area. So in Gosport. We've got Powder Monkey, uh, which is obviously me, and we've got Fallen Acorn, um, which mm-hmm. uh, they do some fantastic cask beers, also you know keg beers, but they um, um, yeah, I think they're fantastic. They're um, they're formerly Oakleaf Brewery, and then they turned into Fallen Acorn, and they sort of craftizes. I don't know what the word they sort of cra- crafted. <laughs> you know, they change into yeah. craft. <laughs> I don't know craftizes. I don't know whatever. Um, but One then of the across- guys there is a Leeds fan. Um, oh, know, it's Tim. Tim. Yeah, yeah he's, they, he's the GM there. Yeah, yeah. That he they brewed a, a Sabro Hernandez. Sabro Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we, we all see fa- Sabro. Yeah, yeah. Which was fantastic. Uh, that's how I know they are. Uh, my friend bought me it. He saw it and he was like, "Oh, I had to get this." Oh, uh, the year that Leeds got promoted. So they might do another one when we go down this year. Uh, but yeah, we'll. <laughs> Would that be a girls because it's salty? Would that be that? that is? <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then across the water in Portsmouth, we've got you know you you would have heard of Sagarini Good. They're you know they they yep. they're known for you know the, the big sort of wrecker sours, but they made their footing with you know hazy IPAs, and that they were basically the trailblazers in the area. You've got Urban Island, you've got Mackie Mackie, Southsea Brewing Company, um, the scene in this area, and then over in Southampton, which is just a stone's throw away, you've got Tap It, Dancing Man Brewery. Um, you did have Unity. Um, sadly, obviously, we know that, that you know they're one of the breweries that sadly shut. Um, yeah. But uh, vibrant forest, you know, the the scene is bustling, um, and yeah, it's it's a good time to be a beer lover in the Portsmouth area. Mm. I think just in general, I think you you, you know, um, I often go down to Weymouth, which is where my uh, fiance's dad's from, and just in Weymouth, you've got Lime Regis Brewery, um, 
and they've got so many and, and as you know down in sort of Cornwall as well like mm-hmm. you know you're at the Verdants um obviously St Austell's they're slightly larger um there's so many names um but yeah so in the Port we're almost sport of a choice um and in Gosport um yeah we've, there's a couple of us um but we're um we like to think we make good beer but yeah it's mm. uh Definitely, mate. Definitely, and I can, I can. Vibrant Forest. I've had. We we have their beers in the shop. We've had them before. They're oh um, nice. But, you know they're they're good. And and the beers we've had on keg, we've had in can. Um, you know you don't you don't see them around very often. I suppose it sort of goes into what we've said again on the pod many times before. And apologise for retreading old ground. Is sort of like the location and locality mm. of beer that if you want it, you have to go to. Yeah to the hometown or city where they are, but it's nice that you do see them do the rounds every now and again to sort of spread the the message of getting out there. And like you say, Aaron, we've fallen acorn. We've randomly been a Leeds fan down in, you know, down in Portsmouth. Like, yeah, all yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure many people down there are like, what on earth are we doing? You know, what's the Leeds United beer doing around here? And it's like, well, yeah, it's just, is what it is. No, it? of course, they yeah, want yeah. Leeds the beer mighty down Leeds. there. Of course, the, of the course they want Leeds. a Leeds beer down there. Yeah. <laughs> No, why not, mate? Why not? But no, it's great that that the scene is is bustling. Um, yeah, and there's plenty going on. So, do, do you guys put your your beers out on keg then as well into other venues beyond beyond your own, or is the how far how far yeah. spread is 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 your beer? So, um, we've recently just so we got to a stage where um, we recently got uh, four more. Hang on, three more fermenting vessels in, and one more mm-hmm. bright tank. So now our capacity is up at seven FEs and three bright tanks. So the the idea was that we sort of grew in our own sort of space. And we've just launched this week on Ebria and Cellar. So it means that we can now put our beer in an e-keg, ship it top north um, to you fine chaps or anywhere and um, get, get, get our beer, um, you know, uh, you know, out there uh, as well as our cans. Our cans are going on the on Ebria and Teller as well. But the, the idea was in the first couple of years was you know grow here. We also get our beers with our close affinity with the with the navy. We now supply the Royal Navy with our beers. So we've got the big supercarrier um, and the destroyers. And whenever the supercarrier calls up and say we want beer, we're like, oh my god, they're going to just kill our stocks. Like fifty kegs, just go on. So, so, um, so they're, they're they're huge for us as well. But we're now slowly just coming out, and so we wanted to become that you know big fish in the small pond. And now, when we're ready to go, um, get our beer out there. So we're on Cellar and Ebria now. So um, anyone that's listening that is further afield than sort of Hampshire, um, and they fancy uh, a punt on our beers, um, then you can get the beers on Cellar and Ebria now. But yeah. We want to we want to become a sort of a nationwide, no nationwide, you know, um, still keep the quality yeah. beer, but yeah, of course get, you want to you want to well. spread it further afield, though, mate, which is understandable, and I know for certain that you know after tasting them, we'll I'll stick an order in for the shop for certain. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's Thank great you. to get something that I've tried and I can recommend and be passionate about. Do you know what I mean? Because you yeah. you get all these new beers and you can't possibly try everything, and you get the yeah. big names and you get the Dayers and the Cloud Waters and the Northern Monks and whomever. It's selling reputation alone. You don't need to sell those beers at all, but mm. you can get some smaller beers in from smaller breweries that you've, you know, well, I've tried them and they're fantastic. Yeah. You, you you need to buy them. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd, I'd happily stick an order in for, for the cans, mate, for sure. And, you know, the, you know, the, the cans, they, they're quite simple but effective. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they are, you know, we say this about quite a lot of cans, but they, they stand out. You know, you've got that quite simplistic, but, you know, the shiny name, the shiny branding. It's just enough to intrigue people to come and be inquisitive yeah. to, to have a look. And it says what it is. That's that's our biggest thing. It's there on the front of the can. Yeah, yeah. It, it says what it is, what the style, what the ABV yeah. is. And it's enough to say, right, I'm, I'm going to take a, you know, take a go on that rather than having to think, well, what on earth is it? What strength is it? What's in it? You know, it's just, yeah. and, that, it, it's and that's, it needs to. that's almost a tactical choice. So for example, Wiper and True, as you guys mentioned, and you're familiar with very mm-hmm. simplistic cans. Um, and in a, you know, I absolutely love these, you know, wacky cans, but in, in a, in an industry or world where the fridge is full of all these cans, um, when you have a simplistic black with different colored uh, letters for the beer on there, that that is now the thing that sort of cuts out, um, you know, not cuts out, so it stands out to you. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. almost like the tactical um, thing. Um, and the specials that we do, um, we do have a bit more, you know, art on the can. But as for our core range, uh, we've sort of identified that we want to be able to stand out among fantastic artwork and cans. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. And it, it, you don't see it, again. We mentioned it on another podcast recently, and I can't remember who it was for, but you don't see many black cans. Um, yeah. mm. They say, and that is one of the reasons why it would stand out. I think is that Magic Rock used used to maybe still do black cans and a couple of other breweries, and I can't remember who who else did black cans now. But it seemed to be a thing, and oh, it stands out a little bit. But then everyone's gone down the sort of the just the silver with the the label yeah. wrap but yeah it, mm-hmm. it stands out and it looks it looks nice but yeah it's yeah highly recommended from myself it's i mean I, I'm, I'm looking oh, yeah. i'm looking at the right ipa now for when we finish this podcast and i'm like mm, <laughs> stick that in the fridge for another 10 15 minutes again and i might might well tuck into that with tea tonight just to have another one crack on um yeah nah, I, i'm going straight for the v enemy after hearing <laughs> you try it yeah. i'm going straight for that so i've got cool. a yeah, I've got a date with my uh, Vienna partner. Yeah, I think after I might this. crack the rye. Yeah, <laughs> crack the rye. We say I ain't got an early morning. Well, I say I haven't. I have got an early morning tomorrow. I've got to look after Seb. But apart from that, I don't have work. So yeah, ah, he'll be, be all right. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> right. Well, Elliot, thank you um, very much for joining. I think it's probably a, a wise point to to end the podcast. But by all means, I think we. Um, We'll need to do another show because I think we could sit here and chat all evening, but it wouldn't be uh, fair on you guys and respective uh, <laughs> partners to sit here just drinking beer all night, which as much as I'd love to do with that, um, I don't think we'll uh, we'll necessarily get away with that. But Elliot, thank you um, very, very much for joining. Um, thank you for sending us these beers. These have been um, absolutely fantastic. That that Explosion IPA is sadly... Um, all but now uh, a member yeah. in my glass. And, uh, and I'm and I, I don't say it lightly, but there will be um, an order going in for that because that is just that's that's superb that beer, and I can I can see why it's won gold again. I can a hundred percent see why it's won gold, and that is just an incredible incredible beer. But we have uh, we have said that hopefully um, this year we will be able to meet up because you guys are venturing uh, up north, aren't you? You're at a, a beer festival uh, for for Nate for Crafty Dog in Ilkley, and as we've yeah. just been chatting off air. Yeah. Hopefully, if you can wangle yourself a, a trip up north, we'll be able to to meet in person, drink it on tap, Absolutely. and get legless together. Fingers crossed, won't we? 
Yeah. Oh. Um, well, 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 first of all, thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. We've, uh, you know, we've already gone through several Zoom calls to, you know, get this podcast sorted. <laughs> um, and I feel like we could talk for another, you know, couple of Zoom calls. Um, and uh, yeah, but yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, we're up at the Crafty Dog Festival in Ilkley, I believe, um, at the start of May. I'm hoping I can wrangle my way uh, to the festival so I can uh, meet you two chaps and we can, you know, network um in bunny ears <laughs> what it's all and, about so it's all about yeah and no, yeah absolute pleasure being on um and also you mentioned about ordering beer um so i spoke to the sales guy today um our sales and events rep called marcus and he kindly gave us a discount for uh points of brew listeners so on our website i think it's powdermonkeybrewing.com but regardless everyone googles everything any day anyway uh so put powder monkey brewery in go to our shop when you check out, put a discount code, which is POB20. Um, you get a 20% discount, believe it or not, um, on top Amazing. of additional on top of additional discounts. So I, I believe if you order like a 12-pack, you get a 20% anyway. Don't quote me on that. So it adds, it's an additive discount. So whenever this, uh, this um, episode airs, it'll be valid for a week. Um, so I'm sure... Um, uh, Steve would tell me when it airs and so yeah uh, fill your boots get some cheap beer um, doesn't necessarily mean it's bad beer get it on a discounted rate uh, and it's almost like a thank you for uh, having us on and featuring our beer and absolutely thrilled that you guys enjoyed it um, but yeah that's it from me basically no that's that's Brilliant. great mate thank you for for offering that because that that is incredibly generous like you say to be a, a, an added discount on top of anything that you guys run that's it almost feels like a steal do you know what i mean it almost feels like I know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're stealing beer from you guys but no i i whole that like i said i don't say it lightly and i'm sure aaron you'll um you'll echo uh, my sentiments but that that beer is that explosion ipa is incredible the drop hanker really enjoyed it the pitmaster aaron yourself really enjoyed that as well and i can't yes, wait definitely into did. the um the rest of the box the um you know the monkey's charge, the uh, double drought pale, the lager as well, the lager. Yeah. Yep, and yep. the sixth beer, which escapes me now. I can't. The what purple, the purple can. Um, oh, it's like oh, a, it's like like a purple can. I can't remember what it is now. But there, that's that's going to kill me now. Um, but yeah, but I, all of those beers, beer. yeah, mystery beer. Yeah, love <laughs> mystery beer. <laughs> You should know. I give them to you today, Aaron. You should know that you you look. I know. I can see. I can see it. I don't. I, oh I know. yeah, I, it's uh, it's Mary Mary Rose, our um, pale oh. wheat beer that won silver this year. So it's a it's a it's a savoury delight. Yeah, it's another award winner. Um, but yeah, you enjoy that one, I'm sure. Yeah, excellent. No, I'm I'm sure I will, mate. But yeah, I'm thoroughly looking forward to to drinking those uh, and giving them a go and and sticking an order in because yeah, I'll add quite comfortably. Order another full box of that that explosion IPA. That's an in, incredible, incredible beer. Um, so thank you very much for for offering um our listeners that uh, that discount code. And if you are listening, I highly recommend that you do um take that offer up and and stick an order in, um, because that is an incredible, incredible IPA, uh, West Coast IPA. But Elliot, apart from that, um, in terms of keeping up to date with what is going on, um, both with yourself. Um, and with Powder Monkey, um, where can people keep up to date with uh, with what's going on? Uh, yeah, so uh, if if you're interested in uh, following uh, the life of a humble 
homebrewer turned brewer um you can find me on instagram and facebook uh, my alias is crafty carrington so it's crafty space carrington on facebook um but i mainly use instagram so it's at crafty carrington uh, as for powder monkey brewery um it is um at powder monkey brewing co if you type powder monkey in on instagram you'll find the brewery um yeah so that's that's where you can uh find out more about me and uh and uh powder monkey but yeah thanks a lot again um guys it's a pleasure meeting meeting you aaron as well and also um no. re- reconvening with you steve and it's yeah, been a definitely. pleasure been yeah a it's, pleasure. it's been it's been too long mate it's been great having you back on the show and albeit you know it's been two and a half years since you've been on the show but in that time frame to see you go from brewing at home to brewing as a full-time yeah, we'll say it now, profession. You know, we'll, we'll say it. We'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a yeah. full-time profession, it, it's great <laughs> to see. And some, you know, to not everyone gets to do a job that they love every day. And and it's great to to hear that you you've been able to achieve that that goal and that dream and and land on both feet and be doing a job that that you love. And yeah, to be brewing as good beers as that is is incredible. Yeah, that's a, a real achievement. And like I say, even though you necessarily maybe didn't come up with a recipe to be able to replicate that beer and make make the beer to that recipe is is an achievement in itself mate so no hats off to you for for doing that because they're the two beers that i've had certainly have been been really good um but yeah very nice having you mate a a pleasure to to see you again but like we said hopefully we'll uh, we'll meet in person hopefully in a in a couple of months hopefully fingers crossed um see you very very soon but aaron again Thank you for joining me. Thanks for... uh, No, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure meeting you as well, Elliot. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thanks both. No, you're welcome, mate. We've we've both thoroughly enjoyed the beer. As usual, for anyone that's listening, any comments, questions, feedback, anything at all, um, please do send them through to pointofbrew at gmail.com. You can find us across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, The Works, on YouTube, everything by searching Points of Brew. Um, you can find Aaron by searching at Basic Beer Boy um, and his respective employer, Quirky Ales, by searching for Quirky Ales. Uh, but until next time, Aaron, thank you very much. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. And Elliot, fingers crossed, we'll be seeing you very, very soon at Crafty Dog Beer Festival in Ilkley. Hopefully. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. No, Cheers. Welcome, thank mate. you. Cheers, Cheers guys. Thank boy. you.